Hello everyone, and thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Poetry Tea Time in Poplar Woods. I'm Ophelia Owl, and it's my job to tell you all about my town. Every week I'll be sharing just a little bit from all my animal neighbours here. If you love stories, animals and perhaps visits that require a bit of imagination, you're in the right place. Let's close our eyes and travel to the forest of poplar woods to see what everyone is up to. Beyond the city's endless rush, where people toil, no room for hush, lies a forest, wild and free. It's magic only some can see. Animals walk and talk with ease, building homes among the trees. Poplar woods, a world apart, a daily rhyme warms the heart. For every creature, big and small, share poetry tea time, one and all. As the first wisps of November's chilly air danced through poplar wood, and the village animals were abuzz with anticipation. The thankful tree, a monumental tree in the center of the village, stood as a great reminder of unity and gratefulness. Every year the animals would decorate the tree with special ornaments filled with lists of everything they were thankful for. The tree shimmered beautifully, and it was believed that the thankful ornaments kept the tree bright even in the harshest winters. However, as November neared its end, something unusual was happening. The thankful tree's leaves, usually vibrant and green, began to wilt. The needles, usually green and lush, were browning and falling to the ground. The excitement and preparations continued throughout the forest as the wilting trees seemed to go unnoticed and Ruby Rabbit was as excited as ever. I can hardly wait to see the tree covered in our beautiful notes of thanks! Ruby exclaimed. The mouse children laughed as they wrote out their notes as well. I can't wait to see the tree when all our ornaments are hanging together! Lily said. As the children talked and wrote, Mother Marigold came outside and sat beside the girls. She began to write her own note too. I remember when I was a young girl. The tree was a lot smaller then, but we were just as excited to write down our thoughts and hang them up on the branches. The tradition never gets old. Amidst everyone's busyness, teacher Mary Lou, wise and observant, sensed something amiss. As she walked past the tree, she couldn't help but notice the tree looked sad. The notes of gratitude, though there were many, seemed to lack something. They were becoming more of a tradition and less of a heartfelt message. Why are so many needles falling to the ground? This poor old tree needs our help, she thought. As she turned to walk back towards home, 
Mr. Hickory approached as well. Adjusting his trench coat, Mr. Hickory examined a fallen branch full of pine needles lying on the forest floor. This isn't natural, he murmured. He looked down at the gratitude note in his hand. He'd just written it, quite hastily, as he ran out the tree trunk general store for the evening. As he hung it on a low branch, he wondered, why is our gratitude not working? The next day at school, Miss Mary Lou knew she had to do something, and she was pretty sure she knew the reason behind all the tree's problems. As Miss Mary Lou gathered the children, she said, Let's sit down and ponder over our notes, shall we? Words, dear children, get their power from the heart. Sometimes, if we are rushed or going through the motions, words often lose their meaning. Oh, I didn't have much time yesterday. I'm afraid my note wasn't very heartfelt, Rugby Rabbit admitted. The other children all soon agreed they hadn't put very much thought into their ornaments. Some had been very busy and others not so interested in doing it. Some of them said their parents said they had to. Many began to feel sad about how little they had cared about the true heart of thankfulness. Now children, I think this calls for some tea time. Let's just see what our poetry has to say about all of this. Miss Mary Lou began, A Song of Living by Amelia Josephine Burr. Because I have loved life, I shall have no sorrow to die. I have sent up my gladness on wings to be lost in the blue of the sky. I have run and leapt with the rain. I have taken the wind to my face. My cheek is like a drowsy child to the face of the earth I have pressed. As the poem ended, the children felt a stirring in their hearts. Ruby, always insightful, observed, The poem feels alive, teacher! Mary Lou nodded. Because it's filled with feelings, Ruby, our notes of gratitude should spring from the depths of our hearts not just from the tip of our pens. Uh, what if we don't know if our notes were genuine or not? Shy Quilliam asked. Now that's a brilliant question, Quilliam. Let me read just one more poem. I think this gives us the answer. In the quiet realm of humble souls, where gratitude gently weaves and rolls, there lies a heart both pure and true. Its rhythm beats a thankful hue. It sees the gold in morning's light, feels the warmth in the chill of night. In every drop of rain it finds blessings that bind the world in lines. Not just in bounty, joy and feast, but in challenges faced from west to east, it finds a reason, come what may, to bow its head, give thanks and pray. For it knows, deep within its core, gratitude is a key, an open door, to a life of contentment, peace and love. A heart 
thankful with the heavens above. A true heart of thankfulness, you see, doesn't just exist, it chooses to be. In every moment, rain or shine, thankful always by design. Teacher Mary Lou finished by saying, it's not about quantity, but the depth of our gratitude. Ruby Rabbit added, Maybe we just need to try again. It might be what we need to save the thankful tree. Will the animals of Poplar Woods find a way to save their thankful tree? Please join me, Ophelia Al, back here next week for our season finale. Until then, I bid you farewell. <laughs>